we're live. Episode 34. 34. weird, bro. Walter Payton episode. This is the Walter Payton episode. This better be the best it's episode we've Harper ever done. Episode. This better be the best episode <laughs> that we've ever done. Why? It's just chemtrails. Yeah, but it's Walter Payton. We're living up to Walter Payton here. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Man of the year. Every year. Forever. He must have been a great guy. He was a great guy. Never met him. I knew Don't him. Don't know. Personally. You knew him? Yeah. He was a good guy? Yeah. To give you uh, hugs and kisses? He's, he there? wasn't my godfather, but mm. if I, you know, if my godparents so, weren't like, around, he would be my godfather. Okay. But you probably didn't really have, like, real godparents, or did you? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. They're in my life. So he was like Uncle Walter, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Walt. Uncle Walter. Yeah. Cool Uncle Walter. Yeah. My That's dad cool. didn't know him. It's just when my mom was home alone, he you know he'd Uncle come Walter. over every now and then. Yeah, he'd be like how you doing, champ? Right. Go outside and play. He'd be like, hey, here's a couple bucks. Go get yourself a soda. Uh, okay, I got you. He's a really cool guy. And then when you get back, yeah. he ended up leaving. He was kind of sweaty. Yeah, he was never really. I mean, I'd get back and he wasn't really there anymore. But you know, when he <laughs> when he came through, he's a really nice guy. Okay. Seems seems like that. But uh, your mom trails, kept trails. Your mom always seemed a little bit happier afterwards. Yeah, okay. she's always happy. Well, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> I need another run at this. I think. <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> Chemtrails. All right, take it away, Kyle. What's a chemtrail? It's it's it. Well, actually, a contrail. No. No. What? There are contrails oh, and so, there are chemtrails. Okay. So continue. I'm sorry. Oh, so contrails are the factual thing that actually happens. So are chemtrails. Okay. When a plane flies through an area of high humidity, the the engine or the jet, either one, the jet or the regular prop engine, whatever it is, the exhaust that comes out of it is coming out. It. Exhaust comes out in carbon monoxide or and water vapor. Those are the two things that come out of exhaust. The ones, the water vapor that's coming out of the exhaust is at a really high temperature because it just had been combusted. Up in the air, it's very cold. So how do you know that? Are you a pilot? You telling me thirty thousand? Have you feet been up in the, in the air? Thirty thousand feet in the air isn't cold. I'm just saying I haven't experienced. You're it You're not for saying myself. that the air isn't thinner up there. And it's much colder because the atmosphere is a lot closer? I don't know if it's colder. I haven't yeah. been up there. Okay. Well, scientists say it's colder. And I usually... That's what scientists say. Sure. Okay. Well, whatever it may be. The hot exhaust meets the very humid, cold air, and it turns into... Condens- Allegedly cold air. Condensation trails, which are contrails. Condensation. That's what contrails actually are. Condensation trails. Yes, and that, correct. that's correct. What chemtrails are as well. The, no, okay, no. Okay. So what are, what are chemtrails? Since you're the expert on chemtrails, and I only know factual science. <laughs> chemtrails are toxic. Is that is that uh, scripted? No, it's oh, not okay, scripted. Okay, it's not scripted. You're just trying to chemtrails. It's it's mostly me. metals that are being. Uh, injected into the stratosphere. The stratosphere? Yes. What kind of metals? Uh, mostly barium? aluminum and barium. Barium? What do you know about barium? Uh, it's a radioactive metal. You, you're you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know what? You yeah. know what? We started off all wrong. We need a timeline. Shit. 
Oh, well, we know you guys want timelines, yeah. and we just skip straight I mean, over it. We know um, our shitheads. Sorry, well. shitheads. So the godfather of the chemtrail is none other than Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, member of the Manhattan Project, and creator of the Strategic Defense Initiative. Uh-oh. This guy sounds legit. He is legit. So the Strategic Defense Initiative is... Uh, um, it's a defense program. initiative it's that's program very strategic. That designed weapon systems that could shoot anti-aircraft laser beams, subatomic... Frickin' laser beams? Subatomic particle beams and electromagnetic rail guns from ground in space. Well, we have rail guns. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Laser beams, I don't know if they can take down planes yet. I'm sure the government's got some shit that we don't know about. They can uh, shoot down anti-aircraft. Anti-aircraft? What's what's an anti-aircraft? Like UFOs. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, do they interfere with electromagnetic fields and just buzz them out of the sky? Uh, that's the idea. Okay. That's the idea of a rail gun, no? No, a rail gun is... It's an el- electromagnetic... A gun. Yeah. It's an electromagnet. Well, it uses magnets to propel a projectile at crazy high speeds with no combustion. It's just electricity. And it just keeps going. And it's usually a square projectile. But you don't believe in chemtrails, but you believe... That's a real thing. Yeah. So are chemtrails. Okay, go convince me. So from 1958 to 1960, under Teller's leadership, the Lawrence National Library gained notoriety as the dark heart of weapons research. Dark arts. Dark heart. Oh, okay. You got me all excited. I thought like, we was talking the Doc Ots here. Like, you got your heart is black as coal. Well, it's not too far off. Coal or com- uh, will uh, come up later, by the way. Uh, Teller would come up with the building blocks for SAI, or stratospheric aerosol injection, which would inject particles into the stratosphere to heat or cool the Earth. Stratosphere? Stratosphere. Okay. That's what I said the first time. No, it certainly isn't. Shitheads, what do you say? It certainly isn't? Certainly isn't. Yeah, okay. I was piggybacking off you, dickhead. So then in 2001, pull me up, son. All right, then keep talking, bitch. In 2001, Teller's findings on stratospheric aerosol injection were cited in the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change for the UN. Okay. So, in H.R. 2977, which is the Space Preservation Act of 2001, chemtrails are referred to as exotic weapons among plasma weapons, electromagnetic weapons, laser weapons, extraterrestrial weapons, chemical weapons, biological weapons, and tectonic weapons. Wait, then... Okay, so we have... We have alien weapons, which are the extraterrestrial aliens. Uh, mm-hmm. Extraterrestrial Yes, the extraterrestrial weapons. aliens. We have earthquake weapons. Tectonic weapons, yes. We have... Uh, well, Lasers. I mean, on, yeah, that's very scientific, but chemtrails, it's kind of just like shooting pesticides out of a plane, ain't it? The fact that they're listed alongside of... Extraterrestrial weapons, sonic weapons, plasma weapons. Those are all real. Sonic weapons are real. Seen yes, that they happen. are. So are chemtrail. I'm trying to tell you, dude. But, okay. Just because you... Whatever. So that's a fact. In oh, okay. It's in H.R. 2977, which is a bill passed in 2001, the Space Preservation okay. Act. I'm pretty sure this is against the Geneva Convention, but that's okay. No, it's not. It got passed in 2001, and it lists chemtrails... Okay. 
So prior to, to her departure in 2010, a former employee of the U.S. Air Force, friend of the pod, conducted an yeah, air soil her. sample. She found aluminum, barium, and str- strontium, strontium in the sample. You know, that's just like that naturally occurring in dirt, right? Okay. Yeah, but they were air. You samples. said air soil samples. Air and soil samples. Aluminum just kind of happens in dirt. Okay. You know? Well, in yeah. 2011, strontium's a different one. In 2011, there was an air sample, a solely air sample. Okay. Okay. The bottle okay, of fart. Okay, follow me. Just air sample. The bottle of fart. You can't can a fart. I'm sure you can. You well, actually can. Mythbusters did it. Really? You can fart in a mason jar and freeze it, and it'll last. And you open it up, and you'll smell your fart. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2011, there was an air sample study conducted in L.A. The findings showed that the concentration of barium in the air was 1,376 parts per million. Okay. That's 688 times the maximum contaminant limit. Okay. And aluminum in the air was over 2,000 parts per million, and it was 10,060 times the maximum contaminant limit. That's up there. That's contaminated fucking air with metal. It is. But let me see here. Where did where did I see that? Keep going. I'm, All right, I'm, well, I'm... Let's, let's backpedal to 1991. Uh, there was a patent granted for stratospheric Wellsbach seeding for reduction of global warming. So one solution of this patent involves seeding the atmosphere with metallic particles like aluminum oxide because it was, quote, suitable for the purpose and relatively inexpensive. So pretty much chemtrails was patented in 1991. Okay. In chemtrails th- themselves? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what else it would be. I just said that. (laughs) Yeah. So in 2014, Operation Indigo Skyfold uh, is an operation where chemtrail pilots are told to fly specific routes and satellite communication links would control the aerosol dispersal patterns. So to keep this info from being leaked, pilots, uh, navigation, and maintenance crews are rotated constantly. And Which the, makes sense, the pilots yeah. didn't know a lot. They were just given vague reasoning, like their jobs are just essential to national security. Okay. So there were two bases. Uh, one was for daytime flights. One was for nighttime flights. They all had different pilots. Um, Can it, let me interrupt here real quick yeah. because there's also so that that parts per million that you were talking about. Yes, Jim Mars has cited it at. A 2007 Louisiana television station reported a evidence for chemtrails. In the report, an air underneath the crosshatch, uh, basically chemtrails are those right, things right, in right. the sky that you see that are crosshatched, yada, yada. So the air underneath a... Hashtag cr- chemtrails. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> underneath the crosshatch uh, was measured and apparently found to contain unsafe levels of barium at 6.8 parts per million which is three times the U.S. national recommendation limit. Mm -hmm. A subsequent analysis of the footage showed, however, the equipment had been misused 
and the reading exaggerated by a factor of 100. The true level of barium was measured was both unu- uh, was both usual and safe. Is that the air sample study from Los Angeles? Uh, Louisiana, but it's well. Of course, it was misused. It's Louisiana. They don't know what they're doing. Fact is, it could be misused. Misused according to who? That was off by a factor of one hundred of actual scientists. Jim Mars, motherfucker. Who's Jim Mars? Just because his last name is Mars doesn't mean he's with two R's. Oh, so then it doesn't make any sense. Can I go on a tangent here that might? I thought we were already off on a tangent, that's but not yeah, a tangent. That's go exact, for it, dude. That's exactly what you were talking about. But there's a tangent that might help out your case. All right, talk about so, it. So a, a person I know, I don't want to, I don't want to say my relation to them and or their name because I don't know if they're listening and I don't know if they want to be this to be known. They have weird. It's they look like scabs on his, on his body. Uh-huh. They look like scabs. You'll see him every now and then walk past you, and he's got blood on his neck or like his jaw. Does he think he has bugs on him? Sometimes? Or his back? Something weird. Yeah. That he he has photos of this stuff, and I've seen it. It's fucking gnarly. He pulls these things out of his skin. He pulls like these scab things off his face, yeah. and on the back side of these scabs there's like little like it's like root looking things that go into his fucking into his Ah. being like he pulled Ah. that he pulled out like he'll pull them out and then he'll like he's growing them yeah like he's growing skin tags pretty much but inside and he'll yeah it's not out it's like a scab and then all the shit's inside him and he'll pull the shits out and he'll put it on the table and he's recorded it and these little fucking things move no yes he no. Sh- he showed me a fucking video and these little things move and he it's fucking dis- i'm telling you chemtrails are real and i'm saying dude this is bullshit but then, no i'm I serious mean- i've seen it with my own eyes and it's disgusting because he has a jar of these fucking things that he sends out to science what he sends out the scientists and shit to figure out what they are. Does he need like air holes in them or keep them out of the sun or what? Like, <laughs> no, what? he just keeps them there and he sends them out for analysis under Does ele- it refrigerate them or nothing? <laughs> nope. Under electron microscopes. And there was one that he sent me that, well, he showed me that it was like fucking, it was like the size of a quarter and he pulls this thing, not the, the thing that's in them, like the scab on the outside was the size of a quarter and he peeled this thing off and then on the inside of it, there was like 10 of these little fucking things stuck to that scab. He sent these off to scientists that have put it under an electron microscope to figure out what it is. Can you guess what's in them? Barium, aluminum, and strontium. Strontium. What? All three. Bro, you just blew my shit open. I'm serious. All three of them. And he's told me, I've asked him, what the fuck do you think it is? And he's like, I think the government's either poisoning my pool my pool like at a, I can't say he has two houses poisoning my pools wherever I may live or it's something in the sky that's what he's told me and he showed me these things and they're fucking gnarly the only thing that seems to cure him is salt water he jumps in salt water and fucking sits in it and Interesting. it like kills the shits have it, you ever seen chemtrails over the ocean they're everywhere 
contrails are everywhere over the ocean you got to fly to hawaii right maybe there's a uh, some way of uh sodium like sodium could negate it getting rid of it could be or the ocean just so fucked up that well i mean what it they're different it's not acids or base you know what i mean sodium yeah, right. could just do something for it anyways i just threw a whole like went on a side tangent but right. you mentioned those three con- those three chemicals those right. three elements sorry yeah. and i was like oh shit interesting yes so this is true i've seen the shit with my own eyes that's like it's crazy, gnarly dude it's gnarly but back to operation indigo skyfold that's an amazing operation name which yeah so the fuck yeah it, who made that name up they need the a, government, of course. Well, no, there's one person that made that shit up. Big G. And he deserves some type of oh, medal. Whoever, yeah, me- whoever was in charge of the metal. name. Indigo Skyfall. That's amazing. Skyfold. Both. Amazing. <laughs> so there's two bases. One for daytime flights and one for nighttime flights. And they have different uh, Flight, pilots. Flights that only fly at nine? Night. Okay, gotcha. So each base covers 250... Uh, miles of zone and each fleet of planes covers three states okay so according to one of the pilots these pilots are chosen from top ranks within the air force navy coast guard and they're compensated as well as an air force one pilot which is a base pay of 120,000 plus flight pay command pay and housing so they get free houses um, what, if you don't live in government housing, so already. what's does it specify? I'm very interested in this. Does it specify what flight pay is? No. Oh, I looked it up. Paid. I was like, how much does an Air Force One pilot get paid? And it was like a base pay of 120k plus flight pay. So you get paid 120,000 no for what. holding a title. Yeah, for not even doing work. Like, Just like that's what you're getting paid. Being on call, you get paid 120k. You're salaried that. And then oh, you have to fly, you're getting paid extra More. now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then command pay, whatever the fuck that is. So, we become an Air Force 1 pilots or like what we got going on? I think it's a little late. Uh, I don't I'm think already so. in school for uh, you know so. finance. You know we can we can so, do it because you know I'm mean? so used to following the money. Yeah, but we can do it. It's not a big deal. You know, if I became an Air Force One pilot right now, I'd probably kamikaze the bastard. Whoa, you know? whoa! We love the president. Speak for yourself. He's alright. Yeah, um, I mean. Anyways, I digress. Oh yeah. Eventually, Indigo Skyfold comes to an end. Okay. Because just, I mean, they're they're rotating pilots constantly. It's kind of hard to keep up. But they are hinting at Indigo 2. Indigo 2. Yes, it's in the works. So Indigo 2 would use a new invisible, extremely toxic chemtrail mix targeting California and Texas to worsen the drought. To worsen the drought? Yeah. Why would they want the drought well, this, worse? Okay, so to to preface preface this, the first Indigo was in 1991. Yes. It ended in the early 2000s. Indigo 2 was probably in the workings in the 2000s. Okay. Which is when they start using the new mix of chemtrail, and they target California and Texas. Why would they want the drought worse? Population control? Oh, they just want motherfuckers to die off because there ain't no water. Right. I don't think that worked out very well. 
Well, it actually sort of did because. Okay. Well, chemtrails are a dissident, so that's why they were targeting them to to dissident? make the droughts worse. Yeah, desiccant, desiccant. Whatever, man. I didn't even spell it right in the fucking thing. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. It takes the humidity out of the air. Yep, that's what. Those, Whatever you want to call those it. little packets in the beef jerky are. Yeah, Desiccant those things, packets. the silica packets. Don't eat them. <laughs> Result they or do drop silica. Whatever. Resulting so that results in uh, recent droughts and wildfires. So between California and Texas, there was over 900 wildfires since the start of Indigo Two to roughly August 2018. So they they drop desiccant. Uh, a desiccant mixture to dry out the soil. Dry to, us all out. To make it easier to... To dry out the atmosphere so it doesn't rain. Yes. Right. But it, what's their... Their end goal is population control? Yeah, because then the crops don't grow. Then we don't have as much food source. And then if we don't have as much food source, the rest of the world doesn't have as much food so, source. So you're not just controlling California population by creating fires. Hmm. You're also controlling... The rest of the U.S. Right. Because... We're an agricultural hub. Right. What, what, no, okay. I understand what they have against. What do they have against Texas? Because they're not like known for their agriculture. Well, the top two states most prone to wildfires are California and Texas. Yeah. So those are just easy targets. And six out of the ten most costly wildfires happened in California. That big-ass one last year? Right. Well, I mean, there was the tubs and there was the... Um, What? The campfire? Yeah. Yeah. The tubs. It's That's weird. the other one that it was called? Yeah, the one in uh, like Santa Rosa and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, the one the year previous. Mm -hmm. And then the campfire. Mm -hmm. Why do they call it the campfire? Because it's Camp County. Ah, you name it after the county. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was. I always wondered. I was like, "What did it start as a campfire? Or what the fuck like happened?" Like, if there's a fire in Alameda County, they call it Alameda Fire. Yeah, which makes sense. Anyways, but yeah, dude, it's all government conspiracy, and it's just uh, money and greed and population control. But what more? What more motive do you need, Kyle? How about the I don't want to believe in this theory, so just try to just talk me out of it. <laughs> well, how about like the cowardly line? Okay, talk so, me out of it. <laughs> so what? What's another big argument for chemtrails actually being chemtrails and not contrails? Um, that they last a long time. Yes. So that is a couple of. There's a couple of different over twelve hours, dude. There's a couple of different factors that work that work into that. So it all depends on the altitude, really, and the humidity of the air that the condensation is being uh, produced in. So when you're looking on the ground, you can't tell the depth of where the the actual contrail is it could be really close those are usually the ones like close down to my depth the ground. perception is pretty much unfathomable so. unfathomable but when you're sitting on the ground and you're looking at these white blurs in the sky kind of gets all muddied up you can't really tell to the normal individual yeah. okay but you sure. you know right away right either way the ones that dissipate really quickly are the low flying flights usually because there's less humidity uh down low and there's going to be less chance of ice crystals forming right. and things of that nature. The ones that are lasting longer are usually the flights that are way higher up. They're the guys that are flying further 30,000 feet in the air. They're going from here to Vegas or here to Washington. 
you, you there's they're way higher in the air. Yeah, allegedly, sure. Uh, allegedly. But it's the higher altitudes and the colder temperatures mixed with the really hot vapor that's coming out of the jet engines that creates these really thick uh, vapor clouds, contrails. And the altitude is what keeps them there for a long time. Just because altitude, clouds, er everything is formed higher up in the air. Snow, rain, things like that. Mm -hmm. If it's staying around, it's usually higher up. Because it's colder up there, and that's where things like that happen. Mm -hmm. I just lost my train of thought. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but... Science. Science. But that's uh, that's basically, that's the gist of it when it comes to the how long they last. There's been contrails that they've seen. That it says, well-established atmospheric scientists have seen contrails persist for hours, sometimes even days. So chemtrails, bro. Contrails. Yes. Days. Atmospheric scientists, mind you, they study this for a living. Yeah, the they atmosphere. probably get paid by the government to oh, study this. They're shills is what they are. Right. They're fucking shills. Yeah. Another <laughs> another big uh argument for chemtrails is that these contrails end up turning into uh, uh serious type clouds. C I R R U S. They are serious. They're causing lots Very of problems. Serious. But they turned into. Is that how you say it? Serious? Serious? Cyrus? Whatever. Serious. You were right. C I R R U S. They turn into that style of cloud or sheet. It's basically a sheet cloud. Right. A lot of the times, the cross hatching, if it's on different altitudes, you're going to get different wind patterns for those different altitudes. Obviously, you're going to get. Parts in that vapor trail that have a higher concentration of uh, ice crystals and things like that. And ice particles are going to fall at different rates. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're going to get the more dense, heavier uh, 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 ice particles that are going to fall quicker and cause it to stretch out vertically. But then you're going to catch wind underneath that that will cause it to stretch horizontally. And if you have multiple chemtrails that are next to each other at different altitudes stretching vertically and horizontally they just kind of mesh into one uh serious cloud serious cloud sure and that's how that phenomena happens mm -hmm. and it happens frequently and they they've studied it and that's it's right, basically wind patterns chemicals across chemicals yeah well you can't pronounce chemicals cor uh, correctly so you're wrong i can't pronounce a lot of things correctly because we Drink too much on this podcast, and I'm but we don't drink probably that much. Die though. pretty early. That's the thing. We don't drink too much. We drink like it's enough to mispronounce words. But it's one finger glass of whiskey. That's about one it. Fi we. This is my second tonight. So two finger, big whoop. And I had That's a few about it. before. A couple we, few. You know, I need to stop drinking before the podcast. That's it. Just during, so it starts to deteriorate slowly. Deter deteriorate. Amalgamate. But I don't. I think chemtrails are horseshit. Look, I think science is horseshit. <laughs> all right, science is horseshit. Just like any other religion, it's all about profit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. So we do live in a capitalist society, 
Right. So there's various goals, which include profit. So who's the... Who's the one that's doing this? Is it the government? Is it like Monsanto? Uh, is it... it's, uh, it's it's a lot of different little things, Kyle. Okay. If, if, for example, you could be manipulating futures prices or you could be making people sick to benefit drug companies. Uh, population control, weapons testing, use of weather as a weapon, or testing bioweapons. <laughs> So the, the right. big the big thing DARPA or, or seeding clouds with electrically conductive materials but as see, part of a massive electromagnetic super weapons program see, <laughs> based around the high frequency active aurora research program. Seeding clouds is a real thing, but that's for helping with rain. Did your scientist tell you that? Oh, okay. But mm. so what about uh, what about uh, NASA, the EPA, the FAA and NOAA all responding to these chemtrail conspiracy theorists saying that they're all full of shit and every single one of the phenomena, so-called phenomena that the that the chemtrail conspiracy theory who are they all funded puts by? out. Who uh, are they all funded by? Uh, uh, they, Big G. The government. Yeah. The government. Yeah. And what does the government do? They lie. The government. They lie. I believe in NASA. So, you know, don't be that guy. Denial's not just a river in Egypt, Kyle. <laughs> it might be. But but what I think it is is geoengineering. Geoengineering which for, is but that's already a thing. Yes. But not it's not diabolical. But it is. Okay. It's irresponsible. Maybe not diabolical, but it's irresponsible. So the people that are out there trying to combat global warming by geoengineering this planet differently are yes. irresponsible? irresponsible? Yes. Okay. Explain. Because you don't understand when you have a good thing, you're going to abuse it. Did you not see so that, even Bill? even if you're successful, then we're going to go back to just producing coal. We're going to have... All these carbon-based problems. Okay. So we're going to be using coal instead of using electricity and things of right. things like that. Okay. No, no, no. So no, have no, you let, not... Let me explain. Have you not seen the Bill Nye video where he lights the globe on fire and says, the, the world's on fucking fire. Do something about it. Yeah, well, Did that do not something about you? it. Do the right thing about it. Uh, geoengineering is, is probably doing the best something. Thing. What about what about the Futurama theory where you just let drop me, where you me, just drop a big old giant fucking ice cube in the ocean? Let me explain myself. Okay, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Right. So, usually with the aim of mitigating adverse effects of global warming. Okay. Um, climate engineering is it's an umbrella term, right? For mm -hmm. measures to mainly fall into two categories: greenhouse gas removal and solar radiation management. That's what the light sale's about. You know about that? The Planetary Society's putting the out... The lightsaber? No, light sale. I heard what I wanted to hear. Light sale. They're putting out this big old, uh, this big old sail in the atmosphere that basically soaks up the sun's rays and is going to create a big old uh, giant... Uh, shadow spot on the earth every now and then and that's going to cool the cool the environment because you're going to get a spot that's shaded. Here's the thing. Who do you think is starting this geoengineering program? The government. 
Who else is going to do it? Electric companies. As part of the green initiative, as part of the new green deal. Okay. So the problem with that is electric companies have this byproduct, which is coal fly ash. What? What'd you just say? Coal fly ash. In a new study. So that, that ash is fly as hell, son? Like that? That that ash that is coal fly. is tight, son. Yeah, I mean, uh, son. Anyways, what's about this fly ash? So, a new study published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Your scientific friends. <laughs> it's titled <laughs> "Evidence <laughs> Evidence of Coal Fly Ash Toxic Chemical Geoengineering in the Troposphere." Consequences. Oh, that's a big word for public health. And troposphere I is pronounced it? it amazingly. Yes, troposphere is right in between. So space it offers and... a convincing explanation for what is behind the so-called chemtrail phenomenon, revealing okay. that the source material used to create artificial weather visible throughout the world is extremely toxic waste material from the electric industry known as coal fly ash. Okay. Right. So coal fly ash is a fine particle residue generated by coal combustion and is an extremely toxic material for three reasons. One, because of its nanoparticle range sizing, not only can it enter more easily into human tissue through skin, oral, or pulmonary contact, but... Who's given these ash clouds oral? But it may also have greater toxicity due to its ability to mimic hormones and or pass through cell membranes and altering nuclear programs to adversely alter cell phenotype. So I'm using those sciencey words on you. Yeah. Reason number two. Wait, wait, wait. No. How? Oh, you're going to rebuttal after reason number one. Okay. What's up? I'm What's not, up? I'm not giving a but rebuttal. But you got science, I'm, dude. I'm asking, what is this? Uh, this is a byproduct of coal? Of coal it's burning? It's a byproduct of electricity. So the electricity The making is, of electricity yes. through the power plants. Correct. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Right. I just wanted to understand. So it also contains a wide variety of heavy metals, including or inorganic forms of aluminum and arsenic, which are obviously highly toxic to biological systems. And so is, yeah, arsenic's so not that good. Its mercury content can range as high as one part per million. Which is not good, dog. That ain't shit, son. One one part per million? Mercury I, is pretty toxic, dude. Bro, I got like three billion in me. How did, how did all them fish survive then with all I, that mercury? I'm telling you, I got like three billion in me. One part right. per million ain't so nothing. Apparently reason two doesn't sit well with you. So how about reason three? Gotcha. It contains low dose radiosotopes. Radiosotopes? Radio, radioisotopes. Okay. Well, no, I like radiosotopes. Yeah. <laughs> It contains low-dose radiosotopes, which can have profound, severe, chronic adverse health effects several orders of magnitude higher than present toxicological risk assessment account for. Toxicological? Toxicological. All right. Toxicological. Got it. God damn. Toxicological. Tox. Pretty sure that's the word. There's a C in there. Toxicological. Toxicological. Oh, it's Spanish now. Toxicological. Toxicological. That was Indian. Toxicological. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there Logical? Okay. So, 
So why are why why is the electric companies doing this? Why are they doing this? Well, we've seen this for, for a long trails. time. The the private sector, like the aluminum industry, aluminum, uh, they aluminum industry for our UK listeners, colludes with the government to take a highly toxic waste product like, for example, fluoride. And then they lobby to have it legally mandated and put into the environment in our bodies via fluoridation programs. So suddenly the industry responsible for concentrating and unleashing a substance that's not legal to dump into the environment due to these safety concerns, they get paid to have it dumped directly into our water supply, which ends up in our environment and in our bodies. So a highly toxic substance is simply repurposed and rebranded as therapeutic when the profit motive is compelling enough to trump ethical and legal boundaries. So what does this have to do with chemtrails? Coal fly ash is a byproduct of producing electricity. Okay. So they brand it as beneficial for reducing global warming. So they're saying that the chemtrail release okay. it into the environment so that they don't have a billion dollar problem gotcha. so, by holding on to it as a result. I thought of I thought electricity. It, I thought the byproduct got released into the environment by the manufacturing process of the electricity. I thought it just like exhaust. You know what I mean? No, it just, just got no. So I was like, why is this being It doesn't just get released from the plant. It's Okay. Yeah. They have to collect it and Right. So what what's the The EPA makes them collect it and then get rid of it in drums and they have to pay for the disposal. Whereas this way they're getting paid to dispose of it through our environment because it's deemed therapeutic. Okay. So how because there's a "Quote unquote benefit." So do I would assume that like they have tanks on the plane that they just piss it out, or something. So there, it's kind of like that that picture that. The, well, that's for testing the flight. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. The conspiracy theorists really bank on this one. The con- well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a realist. No, you're not. The chemtrail conspiracy theorists really bank on this photo showing a Boeing 737 mm-hmm. with there's I think there's a, upwards of 20 uh, water tanks on the plane that all have means of moving water from one tank to another and maybe even moving it out of the plane itself. That is just to test the plane's center of gravity. The water is able to move from the front to the back of the plane during the flight so they can test the effects of the weight. It's meant to mimic the weight of the passengers moving from front to the back of the plane and doing this and seeing if the plane is still stable while doing that. So it's kind of been debunked, period, that that's a means of dispersion. Mm. Some people say that these there's passenger flights that disperse chemtrails but that's, that there's um, just like they're just pissing it out of the fucking wing or something like that i've seen that yeah but don't you think there would be more like you know what videos it is? of people just like Do you know what it really is uh goonie google no it's fuel dumping some of it is so when you're a pilot like the, i like i am we both are you no i'm a pilot Oh, I'm co-pilot. Yeah. No, I don't want to be... Fuck you. I'm not co-pilot. I'm pilot. You're stewardess. No, I'm maverick, motherfucker. 
I'm goose. Yeah, you're goose. You die, bitch. Could have said Iceman or well, something. Anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't watch Top Gun that much. It's one of my faults as a man. What? Yeah, yeah it is. I, I just, I, I just did it. I don't know. Tom Cruise throws me off. Uh, is it because his teeth are crooked? Like they don't look crooked. Just, they, but they don't line up. Like his. Like, his I left want my teeth? action hero six foot plus. Yeah. You know, I don't want a guy that looks like me to be action like. Uh, you don't look like Tom Cruise. You're giving not, yourself way too much credit. I look better than Tom Cruise. Bull fuck. Bull fuck? Yes. That's all you got? No, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Anyways. So, so it's so it's fuel dumping. So yeah. pilots will fuel dump before they land because... In emergency want, landings. No. Okay. Even regular landings, just in case there is an emergency while they are landing. They don't want to have too much fuel... Because it'll make the plane too heavy. They yeah. want to be lighter well, the inertia, so they can have a better landing. Well, not landing. the inertia. The momentum of the fuel going forward. Right. It's similar to it. if you're uh, driving a truck that has liquid in it. Yep. It has baffles mm-hmm. so that when you stop, it doesn't you don't all fucking slosh smash yep. into the car in front of you. So there's there was a video out of Sao Paulo, Brazil, that people saw. I think it was Sao Paulo. But people had filmed it. And it went super viral. This kid had said, I prove chemtrails are real. Turns out it was just fuel dumping because the guy had to make an emergency landing mm-hmm. in Sao Paulo because there was something wrong with the plane, which happens a lot of the time. Right. But And jet fuel is expensive. It is. And to get rid of that shit. But that that's a real thing. Jet fuel is probably not the best thing for the environment. But I mean, dump, I mean... dumping jet fuel... Yeah, oh, that's pretty bad too. I guess it's kind of flammable, right? A tad it's bit probably, flammable, and it probably kills a lot of plants. But it can't. It it just it can't cut through steel beams. It so. But it can. There's that. That's an argument for our last episode. Anyway, in this episode, I'm still talking about okay. coal fly ash. Oh, the bullshit. No, coal fly ash is oh, a thing. The bullshit. The byproduct of producing oh, electricity. The bullshit. As of 2005, U.S. coal-fired plants reported producing 71.1 million tons of fly ash. I do that in my sleep. Of which, 29.1 million tons was reportedly reused for industrial applications. What kind of industrial applications? Were it not for this recycling, quote-unquote, the industry would be left with a billion-dollar problem. Not unlike the nuclear industry's problem with nuclear waste. Therein alone lies a plausible motive to use it for geoengineering as an ingredient turning a liability into a profit center. How much of this has been proven that they're actually using All this of stuff it. in geoengineering? All of it. Oh, okay. By, from who? From the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Oh, that's bullshit. That's not a real publication. That's... (laughs) (laughs) What say you, sir? I don't know. I I don't see... I think think it's just contrails. I think it's just condensation. For sure. I think when planes fly, it creates an immense amount of exhaust... Like any engine does, which mm-hmm. is part of the problem of, of the greenhouse gases. But water vapor is produced out of all combustion engines and jet engines. It 
comes out, and when cold water meets very hot water, it turns into condensation, steam, or ice particles. And that's what we're seeing in the sky rather than we might see fuel dumping, which is a real thing, which happens, but that's not chemtrails. Be that as it may, uh, all uh, as much fun as I've had playing devil's advocate, it's just it's good to have a healthy skepticism about anything, really, about what's happening to our air quality. Yeah, and obviously the air quality in metropolitan areas like L.A. Oh, L.A. is horrible. You can see it even in San Francisco. It's not good. It's not we just good. happen to be. Yeah. In a good area where there's lots of fucking wind mm-hmm. and yeah, it just blows right by. But in areas like LA, you're just sitting in it and you're getting fucked. Yeah. You're just being in, in that area, stuff. whether that's from airplanes dumping shit or from other companies dumping their byproduct cars, wherever they want, or hella people just sitting in traffic with hella All carbon monoxide. Yep. There just needs to be an environmental change. But I think if we're um, mitigating global warming through the air, it's just going to give us rationale to pollute as much as we want Yeah, and live in excess, which I don't want. I want us to live a little bit more responsibly and reduce our carbon footprint. Well, that that's where companies like Tesla are coming into play. People may not like... Elon well, if Musk. we don't clean up the way we make electricity, it doesn't fucking matter. If which, we go back to coal just because we're all driving Tesla. Which is true, but if you'd let me make my point here, people may not like Elon Musk because electric cars. Leon Musk. Leon Musk because electric cars still take electricity that's produced by coal manufacturing, uh, nuclear waste, wind in a lot of circumstances. Dif- different things that do have byproducts like your fly, your motherfucking fly ash. Um, he is also creating ways to make your home 100% non de- dependent. Yeah, non dependent on like electric Fossil fuels, electric companies like PG&E or whatever other company that's out there. He he's producing solar tiles that look like regular roof shingles and you won't even know you have solar tiles on there and this giant i forgot what he calls it it's a super battery that sits on the side of the house that stores crazy amounts of energy that would power your house for months just from the until the first power. flood when a bunch of houses blow up from having a battery that would be amazing no it'd be really bad <laughs> but i would assume you have to you- i mean it's bad enough your house is flooded yeah, and it blows up. But I would assume you just store the battery like you would a hot water heater in a safe place. You know what I mean? You probably put but the hot water heater is like a foot and a half off the ground. If this place flooded, and that was a battery, not good, dog. It has to be on the fucking roof. Listen, it's not that hard to put it in the fucking attic, dude. It's not. No, it's probably you know how not heavy. That... Those batteries are. You know how heavy heavy a goddamn Tesla is. You don't put a Tesla in the goddamn roof. Well, it's got to be some kind of technology like that if it's, it's a harnessing li- that much energy. Have you ever felt a lithium-ion battery? Which uh, oh, are you putting a fucking double-A battery in your attic and it's going to power your whole house? Lithium-ion batteries are the newest battery technology 
which I know e- I have a fucking cordless drill. Which El- I know what lithium ion is. Which Elon Musk is pioneering with a lot of his. He calls them a gigafactory. Uh, with his gigafactories, he's producing crazy I'm sorry, amounts. I'm sorry. Look, I have a lithium ion battery for my fucking weed whacker. Okay. And after I'm done with the front lawn, I got to charge it up again to do my back lawn. So if it's powering my whole house, I don't know how comfortable I am with lithium ion. Okay. I need something better. So I work in the motorcycle industry and the newest battery technology that out that's out is lithium ion batteries. You take an old lead acid or an AGM battery and put it next to a lithium ion battery, exact same size. The lithium ion battery is about a quarter of the weight, if not less of the weight than the regular lead acid battery. Plus it's three well, it's got lead acid. It's twice as strong. Well, even an AGM battery, which is an absorbed glass mat, it's a fiberglass mat mm-hmm. that has electrolyte substance in it. It's it, got electrolytes. It's way lighter. It's a dry cell battery, essentially, and it, it's way lighter than that. And it has about double the power as the regular old traditional batteries. And you put them in your bike, and they last for fucking ever. This is the same technology. You got a battery that's about this big that'll start a motorcycle over and over and over and over again without really having to be charged. You just put a shit ton of those in a battery pack and put it in your house. You're good to go, and it's constantly being charged by your solar panels on your roof. They go hand in hand. Or or you get a windmill. That'd be awesome. You can live in Holland. Although, according to our president, they cause cancer and they kill a bunch of birds, and it's so sad. When did he say that? You didn't hear that? No, I didn't hear that. That was like months ago, dude. <laughs> he said amazing. that windmills cause cancer. The sound. Because the sound from that them. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. He's a rational human being. But anyways, companies like Tesla and people that are putting a huge emphasis on either electric vehicles, solar power, alternative means of energy that's sustainable, windmills, I'd much solar. rather have that than trying to that's, regulate. That's what needs to happen. But then there's also companies. Than geoengineering. There's also pla- people like the, the Planetary Society. Bill Nye is the president of the Planetary Society. Yeah, he's Society. a science guy. And exactly. And they're creating things like the light sail, which is, I kind of explained it earlier. It's basically just this giant sunshade that they shoot into the atmosphere using who else's rockets? Elon Musk, Musk's SpaceX rockets. It's just SpaceX, a bunch of Teslas that he shot into space. SpaceX rockets. He shoots them out into space and it creates this giant wind sail that's powered by just photons, this, like by light particles. Yeah. It's. Nothing else is powering it, but it goes around the planet and basically blocks off a huge chunk of the sun for a part of the world, the one part of the world all the time, which inherently drops the Earth's temperature a little bit because it's got this giant shade spot on it, which would normally be. But how would that get rid of the amount of it doesn't, carbon dioxide? It doesn't in get the rid atmosphere? of it. Doesn't get rid of that, but it's helping combat the actual warming itself. It's dropping the core temperature of the world. Yeah, but we still have the same amount. I mean, we're well, still in the that, same shit bucket we're in. That still needs to be fixed somehow. Yeah, but that's extremely expensive. So it's like a band aid. There's still the solar sail is a yeah, band aid. There's still ways to do it, but it's crazy expensive. And, and they, what we need is antibiotics. What we need is a somebody in the private sector to create the antibiotics. To where? Well, if the antibiotic is fucking aluminum and barium 
and creating shit. You got to quarter size fucking scabs that you pull off and there's welcome fucking roots in to them. the global warming episode of shit's weird bro <laughs> where chemtrails are bullshit you know it's all interconnected it chemtrails really are they are what they are well according to you they're 100 percent factual and i think they're fucking bullshit and that's just where we stand and we're gonna have to deal with that we'll fight about that's it later a, oh you heard about this seen this I've seen it. I've big, read about this. Big whoop. Want to fight about it? And I can read and you can't. So that's that's the that's end not of the true. episode. I can read it right here. Yeah, read that. Uh, that's what I thought. National. Bitch. I just I just want to end the episode I by say, telling fuck you. you no. Oh, okay. By telling you a couple people who do believe in chemtrails or did. Did do? Uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, I can see his dumbass believing this shit. Kylie Jenner. I can see her dumbass believing this shit. Chuck Norris. I am not speaking ill of Chuck Norris. And Prince. I can't speak ill of the dead. So, but those other two are so, fucking dumb. If you want to call me dumb, uh, just speak to Chuck Norris. And I'm not. No. Go don't to the fucking world and speak to Prince. Don't try to get me to talk to Chuck Norris in a negative fashion. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you why the doves are crying. Because of chemtrails. I'd probably fall in love with Prince and we'd be lovers. You know, I, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do but that. But you have to go to a secondhand store and pick you up a Raspberry Beret. I like Raspberry Beret. It's a good color or on Or drive you. a red Corvette or mm-hmm. something. Or uh, blouses. Game.